Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff, and today I'm joined by co-host Scott Hodge. Hi Colin, how are you? I'm very good, and it will be a Gallant too once again. This is becoming a bit of a habit, Scott. <laughs> Must have done something to piss them all off, to be fair. Uh, you know, maybe I should start washing post-pod, uh, or pre-pod <laughs> even. But, um, so, not... Not the best week to be doing a podcast uh, Rangers related because it's uh, dreaded international break. Just on that, Scott, are you a fan of international football? It's absolutely terrible. I know. I think tournaments are good, but qualifiers and all that's just shit unless it's something to. And the playoffs, like when uh, we're playing Israel in the the playoff, a bit, maybe a bit more excitement, but. It's just torture, isn't it? I just want to get back to club football. Uh, it's just always a feeling of being underwhelmed if you're Scottish. Uh, if I was German, I'd probably love international football. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It's just... It's been a long time since I've been excited by... Scotland. I think the last exciting time was Walter Smith, really, and uh, Alex McClishy's first spell as Scotland manager. But apart from that, it's not provided us with many, many happy moments or anything, is it? No. It has not, but just sticking with the international football. So, as we covered last week, we had no fewer than eight senior call-ups for international squads. Uh, we'll, we'll just stick with Scotland, first of all. So, Scotland came in a one-each draw with Israel on Friday, it was. Yep. Yeah, with Ryan Jack starting in the middle of the park. Um, I know you and I were watching it on and off, but he seemed to have done all right. Aye, aye, it's a- I don't think he was by I think he was the best player in the part, I don't think he was the worst player in the part. I think he done done the role. I mean the formation Scotland were playing just was was bonkers, getting six 
effectively six midfielders, I'd say, um, the one up top. So again, it was. I think he played. I think he played well. Got past marks for me. And I think he will start uh, this evening against Czech Republic. But in terms of you know the formation, I don't think he helped him. It was just baffles me <laughs> the formation to be honest. The big surprise for me with Scotland, and I absolutely understand this is a Rangers podcast, so there will be a Rangers bias, but in what fucking earth does John McLaughlin not start ahead of David Marshall? Oh, I don't know. I think he's just using the try and test, he doesn't it? But aye, it's, it's, I think he was quite at fault for the goal. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that necessarily John McLaughlin would have you know, saved it, but I think he yeah, didn't so do him any any favours David Marshall yeah. doing that and he should be in line to play Czech Republic hopefully well I'm going to say that <laughs> you're saying you won't say it I will I will then say it <laughs> the shot is directly at David Marshall he has a palm tear and it must not be his wanking hand because it was very limp-wristed and it just goes past him after hitting off his hand I'd be very surprised if John McLaughlin doesn't save that but yeah. uh, it's, it's, the, it's what we're saying as well John McLaughlin's played had a, a full pre-season uh, he's played all the league games hasn't he so um, at you know the the top a very good level a good level of football David Marshall kicked a, a ball in, in months um, to my knowledge so it's, it's a strange one to be honest and I think it's always the age old question with internationals do you go with players who are in form and they keep their place and you know especially in Team like countries like Scotland, they need to be playing every week. You know, if it's you look at like McTominay for example, you know he's not he's not started a lot of games for like Man U. So how does he come in and get a get a game? You know, what I mean, and that in England that would never happen. Do you think that should be the same for Scotland? Or you know, at the end of the day, Scott McTominay. So I'm picking Scott McTominay. So <laughs> I don't know why, but do you know what I mean? Like. Do, does he need to play every week for Manu to get in the Scotland squad or can he just cause his name and his ability? He Should he be playing? I think that's been Scotland's problem for quite a while that they have went on name and reputation. Like I know he wasn't playing the other night but Charlie, Charlie Mulgrew seemed to have been starting for Scotland about 10 years after he should have. Yeah. <laughs> it was just because, I don't know, he was a regular for Scotland that he kept his place and I know that was mainly under Strachan but you're right Steve Clark does kind of have the same kind of problem he has grown in reputation he's, he's shoehorning Tierney and Robertson in now, both of them are really really talented players but why are you playing a left back at centre back it's, it's yeah. just, I think it's unfair in him yeah. personally yeah no definitely definitely I know it's you've got two of you know very high standard left backs who would probably get in most Countries, teams, you know, I'm, I'm not saying he would start for Germany, for example, like Andy Robertson. But yeah, when they start for Croatia, I tell you that. <laughs> but um, you, you need to try and adapt that. Why not play him at, I don't know, can you not play him at right back? Like, I'm, I'm sick to death of Stephen O'Donnell, to be honest with you. You know, can you not play one at right back? It's, 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 you play wingers in the opposite wing, it's, I, I think, I think you would get away with putting. You know, uh, a full back, and I know yeah. you've covered it left back a few times. Yeah, I, I played right all left back, and I was equally poor at both. <laughs> so, I, I I don't think there's any difference. Exactly, exactly. So moving off of Scotland, then we'll just run through the fixtures uh, thus far. So Glenn Kamara has played both games for Finland. 
so it was a one 0 defeat, and then a one 0 one. I'm sure it yep. was. Yeah. Like we won't lie to the listeners and say that we've lost the Finland games <laughs> back, but just in general, these games did look uh, like it was the same formation they've been playing with. Glenn Kamara, kind of further forward in the midfield three, and he's been playing. He's been playing that kind of not quite a number ten, but you know how we'll maybe have a Rebo playing that sort of that sort of position. Mm-hmm. He plays that quite regularly for Finland. Are we missing a trick here with Glenn Kamara? I think so. I think he's very good in the ball, Kamara. I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe the coaching side at Rangers isn't sort of instilled. Are you? You know, you're there to to you know cover the defensive duties. You know, don't go forward very. Yeah, protect your back four sort of style. So maybe that is a coaching, but I think he's very good in the ball. He's very. I'm not. I know obviously Joe Aribo's more talented at it, but he's he works well in tight spaces. I think Glenn Kamara. Um, I think he could do a job for us going forward if it was a, a last resort. I'm not saying he's the answer to our creative midfield problems at the moment, but um, you know it could be an option coming up to to play him there. So and they seem to do quite well for his country. Uh, I know he regularly pops up with assists and things like that, so it could be an option to try it. Yeah. It's something I would like to see is maybe an option as you say, like if Eribo is struggling on and off with injuries, if we're at home to a St Mirren, give going Kamara the freedom to try and drive the ball forward a bit more. Because I think yeah, he definitely has the ability, but you can see um I think the Livingston game for example, he he looked as if he was shackled almost. You know, he, he he was playing his role, and fair enough, he's been given clear instructions, and that's what he carried them out. He wasn't really down for, but I think he could do a lot more if he is just given the freedom to you know just go and play your game and get forward. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Stephen Davis and Yanis Haji came. Came to heads on Friday in a one each draw between Northern Ireland and Romania. Sorry, I made that sound very dramatic. They just played in the same time. They weren't <laughs> arguing or anything. That, that was me trying to go all uh, daily record sport there. Um, but aye, so Stephen Davis, he, we're, we're going to assume he plays tonight against Norway. If he does, he's equaled the most ever caps for Northern Ireland. That's tremendous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, That's, yeah, just. I think to do over that length of time, I'm not saying Northern Ireland is the greatest, you know, in terms of like, you know, the quality of team they've got and, you know, I think it's that question, oh, well, you've done it, you've done it for Northern Ireland, but I think to get that amount of caps just shows you how good a player he yeah, He's been there for years and you, you actually can't imagine a Northern Ireland team with him, to be honest. So, just a fantastic servant. Um, I, He's probably one of the players that will never retire from international football, but then is you know, it might affect his club form if he's obviously travelling and things, but ah, he's a he's a wonderful servant to the to to both Rangers and Northern Ireland. In terms of how committed he is, it kinda of strikes me a bit of David Beckham's. You know, it was well noted towards the end of David Beckham's career that he you know, he wouldn't retire, he was just kept on he kept himself available for getting for selection and there was actually one game where he's travelled all the way from uh, from LA to 
I think he might have been a friendly in France and he played six minutes or something. <laughs> and he was happy with that, you know, he was just committed to the national team and absolute fair play. Yeah. yeah. Seem Gerrard came out the last couple of days just paying testament to Seam Davis and it just shows you that he's still competing at that level. He's still the Northern Ireland captain and he's been getting a rough a rough deal over the last uh, maybe eight months from Rangers fans saying he's finished. Um but I think he definitely still has a role to play for Rangers and just being able to compete at that level at his age, absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to replace and uh, his influence in the team, and I'm I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure from everything I've I've heard, he's a, a model professional. So he's um, you know he obviously keeps himself very fit. You know he'll help out with the youngsters, people coming through. I think he'd be great in that that area as well. So. Um, I I, th- I agree with you. I think there is a role to play, and um, you know, yeah, again, his legs might be getting on, but his talent's still there. So I, I would, I, 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 do you think this will be his last season for Rangers, or can you see him stay on? Um, I think it's really hard to see. It's sorry for sitting in the fence. I think it really def- depends on how how much he plays and how well he plays. See if he's going to make a cameo appearance here and there, then he'll definitely go because he won't be playing regular football. At the same time, he doesn't have 60 games in him. So if he is playing almost semi-regular, you know, as kind of one of the three alongside Jack or Kamara or whatever, um, I think if we use him right in between, between Rangers and Northern Ireland and we don't burn him out too much, but at the same time he has to be maintain regular playing, Playing time, I think he'll maybe be there for next year. Jinky would get in the. If you had to just put your, you know, just thinking like a a cup final would he be in your first first eleven as well? Aye, cup final, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. the same. I'd be the same. I know you can't you can't buy experience, and he's got that. Yeah. And he is just. He's just such a clever player, and it's just no. Probably not to the right level, but you remember Barry Ferguson in the second time round, he could slow a game down and get everybody playing at his tempo. Steve Davis on on his day, on form, that's what he's able to do. The problem is he's just not not kept that level of form. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So Jordan Jones was sent home from Northern Ireland, and uh, Northern Ireland duty. Sorry. <laughs> Because of an injury, uh, we were both surprised that he went there in the first place and he managed to pick up an injury. It's just, we said this last week, it's just becoming very stale. He's just there and not really doing anything. Uh, he, I can't see him staying, a, staying around the Rangers much longer. Aye, well, to be fair, I think we're in actually a good position in terms of, of, of selling him because we've got an, in, an international player um, he's... I think there is a role for him to play at a, a, a certain club, if you know what I mean. I think he suits like I know we said he's linked with Stoke, but somebody somebody that like that, like to counter attack, like that sort of style of football. I think he is a good player. Like you seen it against when he when he played against us. He, you know, he he obviously had a big contribution in that game. I think um, yeah, it would just be nice to get it settled. But as I say, he's got years left in his contract. We're not gonna. Not gonna get bullied really into into a decision. I don't want to see him go out and loan because I think it's just a worthless time. It needs to be a transfer. Um, 
do you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not as if he's gonna keep improving and improving, then he's gonna come back. A different player like if he was twenty twenty one, absolutely get him out and loan, get some experience. But I think we need to be be looking for a transfer for him if he's not gonna play any part. Or at the very least a loan to an SPFL club with an obligation to buy, as we've seen with McCrory and Murphy. Yeah. I'd I'd probably be happy with that. At least we're gonna be getting something at the end of end of the season and again it just helps us this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, so Philip Hellander, he didn't feature. He is in the Sweden squad, but he was on the bench and he probably will be um, in, the, in the next game as well. Seemed to have a set, fairly settled back four, but it's good for him to be in and around the the squad. Borna Barisic did play in the pumping of Croatia, 4-1 by Portugal. Um, so he's... Um, I'm assuming he's got to play again on Tuesday night, I think it is, they play at France. It might be worthwhile, I, I don't know, I was thinking it might be worthwhile tuning into this because obviously we missed the Portugal game, but I'd be interested to see how he does against the world champions at France. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously we rant and rave about him, um, you know, we we rate him very, very highly. He's actually the current gallant few player of the year. So, don't know, is it maybe something that we can look at and see is this just or do you think it'll do you think you'll struggle at that level? Yeah, I know it's, it's it's a difficult one because again, he's not up against killing Mbappe every week, but he has played at a high level in the Europa League and obviously with uh, with the national team but it'll be a it'll be a big step up and you know it, as a, we we talk about if if he's going to get, you know, a move or something, how much it is. But he really needs if he, if I mean, obviously he's happy here. But if he wants a big move, he'll need to do it against these these teams. So it will be interesting to see how how he gets on. But we'll see. It'll be it'll be good to uh, for him to test himself. I mean, obviously the. You look at who he's playing, you know, the, the higher ends, we play against Celtic, you know, their wingers or, you know, in the Europa League and things like that. Like, as a high standard, but this is just at an elite level he's, he's, he's going up to now with the likes of Portugal and France. So, we'll see how he gets on. Um, I'd like, as I say, it'll be an interesting battle between him and Mbappe. Wouldn't they want it to be me? I know. <laughs> Terrifying, that boy. So... Touchwood, everybody comes back safe and sound. Looking ahead to Saturday afternoon at home to Dundee United, then Hibs away will follow as well as Motherwell away. It's I'm hoping we don't suffer from the same from the same mistakes that we made the last couple of years where we were getting a run of form together and the international beach just comes in and ruins it. What did, what does Gerard and McAllister and the coaching team have to do to make sure that the team keep this keep this form up? I think it's actually worked out quite well this one uh, in terms of Dundee United at home. Hopefully they get back into a rhythm. Probably expecting a bit of a slow start. I know it's been very negative, but again, if they've all been away, it might take a bit of time to get cracked into the game so that'll be good and then obviously they get a full week of training which is which is good before Hibs away as I say like we need to keep putting the pressure on we need to you know we want to obviously extend the lead at the top but 
I know it's a sort of easy enough to say sort of it's nine points is what we want, but I think it is so important that we get this and we just treat. It's good that we've not. But in fact, is the Europa League game in between them at all, or is that? Yep. So we'll play Dundee United on Saturday, and then Rangers have been drawn away to Lincoln Red Imps in the Europa League qualifier. That's in the seventeenth, so that's on Thursday. That I, I, just going on what you're saying, you know, I know you were mentioning about training, but I think games coming thick and fast will will help this team. They won't have time to think about picking up their form they just have to go straight in the games on on Saturday I can see Rangers starting fairly slow but I would take the dirtiest dodgiest 1-0 win if it's a 90 min, 90th minute uh, own goal to get the, the win I would take that the important thing is just getting three points after the international break and then they can choose focusing their form after that aye no no definitely and it's, I think it's good we're at home and it's the the Saturday, you know, if we're playing on Thursday after it, it's you know good time to to get. Obviously, we need to travel and things like that, but that's you know that's positive. You know, we've got a bit of longer spell instead of a instead of a Sunday game. So, so we'll just stay with the Lincoln Red Ribbons game. So, uh, just in case anybody's missed this, it's going to be a four o'clock kick off, four in the afternoon on Thursday the seventeenth. Uh, in case you need to get away for work or anything, or if you're working a contact centre like some of the podders, and maybe try and get a link at the bottom of your screen. And ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, so it's going to be shown in RTV and Premier Sports, so that's that's really good that RTV, again, just given that option... Uh, Premier Sports is brutal, isn't it? It's an absolute farmer's daily station. <laughs> it's, I don't know how they get the rights to it. It's so poor. Um, so that's really good that you know you've got the option to go through through RTV. Uh, as we've said, the coverage has been absolutely excellent. So uh, really happy with that as well, and it makes you look forward to the game a bit more as well, isn't it? So how are you feeling about this? Obviously, it's uh, well noted that they beat Celtic in the first leg of the qualifier a couple of years ago. But on the flip side, I think Celtic went on, they pumped them 6-0 and then won like nine trophies in a row. So you can't really... Uh, people are using that as a slagging to Celtic. Um, I, I think it's a bit short-sighted. But we're no, we're no worried about them. All I care, care about is how Rangers come up against them. I don't want to sound cocky, Scott, but I, I'm not worried about this game. But is it a potential 
bananas, Jim? As I is is Celtic Celtic proved, you know. Um, if you take a game, if you take a game lightly, then you know it's um, you you will get you will get punished. It's a plastic pitch, different environment, so it could could be. Wouldn't it? I I don't expect them not to play a full strength squad. You know, maybe done that in the the past. I think it was been St Joseph. St Joseph. Yeah. You know, we went out there, got the job done. I think it was four 0 Came back and we were able to, you know, try out a few youngsters, a few different options. But with these one leg games, absolutely no chance that we a full strength squad. No, absolutely. The, when we played um, the likes of Greg Dockett and stuff against St Joseph's, we had the luxury of knowing that they were coming back to Ibrox in front of a crowd. We don't have that. First teams, first, first teams squad, first eleven. Whoever's on form goes in and plays this game, for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The winners of Rangers and Red Imps. Hopefully, it is Rangers will play the winner of Willem Two and Progress Nidicon. On paper, Willem should win this game comfortably, but Progress Nidicon is just that fucking thing that won't go away. Like. No matter what, you just can't get rid of them, Scott. Oh, it's, uh, what hang about you like a bad smell, don't you? It's, aye. It's like that, we wouldn't name them. <laughs> like that mate we used to have who would just turn up to a night out, you know, the one that done is out of money for a holiday. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's just tried to... You just tried to move away from him for two years, but he'd always stand in your face talking at you instead of to you. I, I, that's how I picture progress neither calling you know no matter what you do you can't fucking keep them away <laughs> aye aye it's to be fair I, I, I would expect uh, William to is it William? Willem I think I don't know <laughs> that Dutch mob uh, they, they Dutch arseholes yeah. uh, I'd expect them to go through uh, so hopefully we don't need to well I don't know whether it would be good, but I just remember the the last time we played them away. It was a real scrappy game. Couldn't play football. Didn't enjoy watching it really. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we can discuss this when we, you know, we get through. I don't want to count as as likely as Rangers will go through. I don't want to jinx it or you know take it for granted. No, very true. So, another news around Rangers. Um, not quite first team, just under the first team affairs. We've had another couple of players go out and loan, Scott. So the first one, Zach Butterworth, has went on loan to Edinburgh City. So he's done fairly well for the Colts the last couple of years. He can play either side of fullback as well as midfield. Edinburgh City have just been promoted into uh, League One. So that level, I think we've said before, that level, any any Rangers youth player should go and, and be willing to play every week and really make a stamp. Aye, aye. No, it's a good move, actually. I thought Edinburgh City, you know, looked quite, quite a good team, to be honest. Last, I mean, they, they obviously just get promoted. Like, they've not been long in the actual football setup, and then they've came up and got promoted, so fair play to them. And I let's hope he, he plays a lot of football and... I think that's all you can do at that at that age. If you want to get a loan move, you want to impress, you want to come back, you know, make a step up in, you know, pre season next season, or, you know, force a, you know, another loan move to hopefully a higher standard would be good. Another player that's went out on loan is Matthew Shields. So he was actually on loan to Orange County. See, for some reason we've got this 
partnership with Orange County. I don't know if it was just really to piss off Celtic fans. Um, <laughs> it was the same year we brought out the Orange top. Um, <laughs> but so Matthew Shields went on loan to Orange County along with Danny Finlayson and Cammy Palmer. Um, the other two are, are still there and they were, they're actually doing really well. They're playing regularly. But Matthew Shields struggled to settle in the life in America. During the pandemic, he decided to end the loan and he's came back. Uh, so he's just turning 20. That It's understandable. That's a very young age to go away from your family, your friends. Aye, aye it's, it's not for everyone. Um, it does sound like a, a laugh, three, three young boys going over to America. Though it sounds like a dream, doesn't it, at that age? But... It's a sitcom waiting to happen, isn't it? <laughs> but... Uh, I, I th- you, you wouldn't you would you would hope it wouldn't be held against them. Obviously, going out and trying it, it didn't work out. You know, you, we don't really know what's what's went up on there. Maybe he didn't get on to the manager. Maybe can play a position. Maybe he wasn't getting a game. Anything could have happened. So, uh, it's good he's you know came back and he's wanting to to prove himself at Clyde as well. Yeah. So he's actually in the last year of his contract, but Rangers have put in a a recall option in January. Uh, for his loan to Clyde which suggests it's going to be if he impresses at Clyde then he, he potentially have a have a future he is well thought of and he done fairly well at, at Dumbarton last year when he was on loan uh, a very very pacey left back who's been utilised as a winger as well oh, so yeah. Yeah. we'll wait and see how that goes and all the best to him uh, so there has been a lot of interest on a few of our young players we spoke before about Lewis Mayo and Jamie Burjohn, so most likely going to be going out and loan, hopefully at a high enough level where they will play every week, but they will be tested. But also James Maxwell, Kieran Dixon and Josh McPake. So first of all, it's um, it's really good that so clubs are inquiring about these players already. You know, clubs in the Championship, League 1, League 2, um, before they even have a confirmed start date about their uh, for for their for their season. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, obviously we have, you know, one of the best facilities in Scotland. So, it's, you know, there is going to be interest from from other clubs to to get these players in. But yeah, we just hope that they can play at the highest possible level that that we can do. Um, I wouldn't. I'd I'd like to see Barjonas and and Mayo in the the top tier, you know, the Premier League, but whether that happens or not, you know, it's probably unlikely, probably a championship. I know you've mentioned Lewis Mayo, maybe going to Hearts, that would be, be be really good for them as well. So, and, um, you know, you look at the Cups as well, if they were able to, to do that, playing against maybe an SPFL team as well. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see. I'm really interested in Lewis Mayo. I think, he, you know, I think he's going to be a real, real prospect. Seen that he signed a new contract as well. So, that's good. He just so he's just taking a big stretch over the summer, um, and you know he's been working on his sort of strength as well. So it'll be interesting to see him. And I think left cent, you know, left footed centre backs are quite hard to come by. So that's obviously an advantage as well for him. Yeah. What I like most about this, uh, these kind of rumours in and around these players are the club are very proactive. I think. I think in years gone by, it's been a case of whoever wants to come and take a young player on loan, you'll just send them to. But you're seeing more and more that the the club are almost 
you know, they're, they're looking for the right environment first and foremost. You look at Jake Hasty when he went on loan to Rotherham last year, it's because they were they were fixed on a four three three. That's why they wanted him playing out 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 wing. Um, obviously their manager changing that went out. Uh, stuff like that. Party Thistle were kind of playing a back three last year, and that's why Lewis Mayo was there playing and left their back three. Everything, nothing's random anymore. Everything is very calculated, and it's good to see that. Well, we're doing the work already before the season begins for most of these clubs. That there's um, you know, a kind of vision in place for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of one of the, one of the points as well. Is you know, would would there be a would it be advantageous to have like, the Colts and Celtic reserves enter the football? I know they do it for like Barcelona do it, and they're like the bottom tier. It might be, it might be something to think about. I think there still would be loans. Don't get me wrong. So you know you would have, you know the likes of, uh, Stephen Kelly going out to Ross County because he's obviously not going to be tested as much. You know going to the bottom tier of Scottish football. But for these young lads, it's nothing like playing against grown men. You know, like testing yourself against that. You know they might they may not be the best quality, but how are you going to react to? You know, somebody's studs coming down your shin and everything. So I'd love to see that. And, I, you know, it just made the leagues a bit bigger, a bit more attractive for Scottish football as well. And, you know, let's, let's be honest, like, for a, for, you know, League Two team coming to like, the Rangers training centre, like, it's probably a lot of them, you know, they'd be buzzing about that. You know what I mean? It's going to be better than some of the parts they play in already. So I think it would be a really good opportunity for them. I'm so surprised that. When when all the chat was going on around league reconstruction, all that kind of stuff, the, the idea of the Colts team was just thrown away instantly. So I, I get the argument if you are a, an Annan fan. It almost kind of, it, it might take away the, like how serious your league is seen if, you know, youth teams are playing there. But as a kind of overall, like it's going to get more younger Scottish players through quicker. And these clubs would get a massive financial boost. You know, how many... Like, I, I went to a couple of games last, se- last season just when I was bored, but how many Rangers fans up and down the country would go and fill out, like, Dumbarton or East Stirling or whatever? Exactly, and it would... You'd hope they would play some, some nice football as well. <laughs> and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people who maybe can't afford to go to Ibrox or can't get tickets, but the chance to go and see the youngsters would really a- appeal to them. So I don't know why it's it's just been thrown out so quickly, you know what I mean? And it's the same for, for Celtic. You know, there's, they'll have some good talents there. and You wonder who's actually in the, the, the coast because everybody just gets sent out alone, understandably, but if there was a bit more competitive element, you know, it'd be, be good to see. Yeah, it's just... Uh... That revolving door of Scottish football to import in itself into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's good that obviously the the enter it's a cup isn't it they're in the Oh aye, it's, it's like the caramel wafer <laughs> cup or something. It's, and it's got a few like Wrexham you know, last mm. year and we played uh, Inverness as well, which was which was really good and we really 
put in a decent performance. It was 2 1 we get beat by Inverness. John Robertson, Inverness manager, his post match interview. You would have thought he was a Rangers manager. <laughs> how much, how much he praised the young Rangers boys. They said that he came with, they came with the right attitude, tried to play football the right way, and gave Inverness a run for the money. But that's exactly what you're wanting. So you know, if you're going to these places, you're playing for a crowd. It would be a great experience for them. And so, you know, as you say, you see the success of what the semi final, semi final wasn't it? Yeah. Like that so. You know, it's that'll be good to see as well, giving these players the the chance, and also for. Kevin Thompson as well when you think about it you know that gives him a bit more experience not in an under 23s league but actually as a league 2 manager you know mm-hmm. I know it's not the best quality but you know that goes in his CV Absolutely and if we want to develop coaching staff as well I think there's I think there's a lack of mindset in that in the UK where you don't develop coaches you bring in other coaches now I'm not going to say Kevin Thompson's got to be the Rangers manager but he could potentially develop into you know, one of the backroom staff. So, get giving him experience of actually going and having to compete for points or compete to stay in cups. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, it gives you that. Because um, there's like an under an under twenty ones manager and an under twenty ones league. If they get beat, you know they'll put it down. Oh, it was a good learning for the boys. They won't be worried about their job, and yeah. there's a different level of yeah. pressure there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we just touched on, um, you know how how many people can get a ticket for uh, iBooks or that's maybe why they want to go and see the Colts. You're spot on, Scotty. We've actually sold out. Rangers have sold out their season tickets for a third season in a row. The height, the height of lockdown, the, the season tickets went in sale. We, we won't dwell in the economic status of the country right now but this is amazing it is amazing that's fantastic you know I think you know it's amazing like so many people are you know obviously contributing to the club and everything even though you know I'll be I'd be surprised if you know allowed ban the stadium before you know maybe February March or whatever and even at that I think it'll be a real a real hard um, hard job trying to to get people back into football uh, stadiums, so it's 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 brilliant. People, you know, spending the money in that, so it's brilliant. But I think um, in terms of so that's the third year in a, in a row. Like obviously, just the attraction of like Gerard, you know, the manager. I think that's a a big, you know, it's an excitement to the club. You know what I mean? It's mate when you think about you know the the times we had before it, it probably wasn't the most attractive for some people not to go. Obviously, you know. Our, our sort of loyalty to the club is unquestionable but the fact that he's came here there's a real buzz about the place and that deserves some a mention as well I think that's a double-edged sword though you know as much as fans are getting more excited about what's happening with the club on the pitch and the appointments I think it's a lot easier to bring in Ryan Kent on a permanent deal Yanis Hadji Kemal Roof these guys it's so much easier to attract signings when know they're going to come and there's limited excitement in Scotland the only real excitement you can get is playing in Europe and playing in front of 50,000 fans you know so people will be seeing this something down the country any potential sign transfer targets because we all know Rangers anytime Rangers are going to sign somebody and it's three weeks in advance and nobody knows about it yeah. if Rangers and talks with someone right now they, they'll see that news like well, they don't know when they're going to get back into the, the stadium. 
but they sold out. That's yeah. it would be interesting to see actually like sort of up and down the UK like who has actually sold out their allocation because I can't imagine it'd be many. And you think about I mean our obviously our season tickets are expensive enough, but like some of the prices down, you know, I think Arsenal's got like one of the most the highest season ticket fee, like how many season tickets will they sell? I mean, their stadium looks quite empty the, the best <laughs> of times, but like it'll be, it'll be, it'll be quite. It would be interesting to see, but I doubt clubs would want to release that if the numbers are shite. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so last bit of news on the football in front, and the Rangers women team have now returned to training for a pre-season. Their season is due to kick off at home to Hearts on October the eighteenth. So, Scott, I think this is a big year for the women's team. Uh, I'll tell you why. So, Glasgow City have won the last 13 weeks. Obviously, they've been they've been professional for a lot longer, but they, this is Rangers' third year as a professional women's team. They've spent a lot of money on it. They've restructured it. Um, they've got Amy Kerrin as um, joint coach. They've just signed Lizzie Arnott, Scottish, uh, renowned Scottish internationalist. They've got high-profile names like Bella Devi and Sonia O'Neill, who most fans will know, and Northern Ireland international Demi Vance. There's a lot of buzz about the women's team right now. Um, but this is our season to go and deliver in the park, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, you know, we, we, we think it's obviously... We, we look at nine in a row and you're like, don't need to stop ten, but, you know, 13. Um, I was actually watching the Champions League women. Again, I think I've completed Netflix. So I was watching the got an absolute doing off. Is it, I can't even remember who they're playing. I think it may have been Leon or something. So it's uh, it'll be a big season and it'll, if they... You know, we obviously want them to do well, and it would it would look great in the club because we've obviously put all that investment into the club, and then to have something that you can, you know, we will win the league, so it's worthwhile. What I think it will be very important for them. And it's you know, right now it's not. It's fair to say, the majority of fans will kind of look past this and not really get too into it. But I think it's great that we are putting such a focus on on the women's team. Like first of first and foremost, it's Rangers. Like if if Rangers are going for the time cost, I want them to win it. I like it doesn't matter what it is. I want Rangers to win it. But also, there's massive, massive generation of young female football fans who grew up with the same dreams as you and I, playing for Rangers, and now they've got this. They can go and do this at the highest level. Yeah, yeah, they've got the platform to do it now, so it's it's fantastic. So, yeah, it'd be good, and uh, it's actually quite be quite good for them if they were able to you know if they were able to get a game at Ibrox or something you know when the fans come back I think it would be, again be quite a good market for that as well for, for, for people to come and watch them again more revenue for the club if they were able to go to Ibrox people will be missing Ibrox so you know any chance they can get just to go in and, and see you know the, the women pull on the jersey would be, be great Absolutely So this brings us to the end of the show Scotty and as ever we're looking for what's the best Twitter part or social media part you've seen all week? I uh, was the one I thought it was quite funny when it was uh, Dejan Lovren, Lovren, sorry, like um, just posted something on Instagram 
and then Stephen Gerrard uh, commented say look after my Bonner for me or something like that look after <laughs> Bonner for me it was just like, just like the da like going to, to Magaluf in his holidays look after Bonner I love that so <laughs> take my eyes but not my Bonner <laughs> so I enjoyed that obviously oh it's so nice to see Gerrard's got a wee soft spot for some of his boys didn't he yeah um, that, exactly the lot. I think it was yesterday I seen it um, Ashley Jack she posted on Twitter a TikTok video. It's one of these daft ones um, where like, she's in her jammies and sing a song. Then like, it goes to the chorus and she's dressed for a night out. So like, she's uh, the first part of it when she's in her jammies or stuff in the bed. And it's quite clearly like uh, this one of these see-through high heels. Like, I think it's quite clearly clear it's a shoe. Some woman's posted on it. A gorgeous young girl, but is that a dildo on the bed? <laughs> <laughs> and she's put the wee shocked face. Um, uh, uh, that, that gets it for me. <laughs> she, had to, she had to post a picture of the shoes after it because people kept saying. I think she posted Cam Dundebs as a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to a close for the, the weekly catch up this week. On the back of discussing the women's team returning to pre-season, we do have an interview with Northern Ireland internationalist Demi Vance coming to you this week. You looking forward to that, Scott? I can't wait, can't wait. It'll be good to, good to you know, obviously it's, we get a lot of, you know, media through the men's team, so it'll be great to get an insight into how the, the current setup is with the, with the women's game for Rangers and... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. So keep an eye on that dropping on Acast, Apple, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We've got everything bar people. But Scott, it was lovely speaking to you as always. Hi, thanks, Colin. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Take care. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns